Hey everyone, and welcome to the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. This is Boardcast News for November 24th. Happy Holidays! My name is Matt, and joining me on the cast today is my podcasting and board gaming best friend, Miss Tiffany B. Ladies. Oh, hello. Sorry. Wrong one. I'm confused now. Dan? Is that you? Because <laughs> I need it's to take back, take back the best friend thing then. Ouch. Just... <laughs> Ouch. I would, well, I would say best brother. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That I'm works. Not... Can you be friends with your siblings? That is a good question. I don't know. So far, no. So... <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Noted. I mean, thir- I'm 34, so maybe like in your 40s it can happen. I have a lot to look forward to, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, as I said, this is Boardcast News for November 24th. And this is the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. If you don't know where or you forgot where to find us, you can do so at facebook.com slash the League of Nonsensical Gamers. Head on over to YouTube and check out our live recordings or Tiffany B's wonderfully produced board gaming segments. You can hit up BGG Guild number 2077 by going to guild.nonsensicalgamers.com. You can also check us out on Twitter and Instagram. And before I forget, thank you to our one and only the best sponsor we've ever had on this show, Tasty Minstrel Games, for their support. You can check them out at playtmg.com, and hopefully, now that Dan is back from both the 24-hour board game marathon and BGGCon, what's he doing playing all these games, Tiff? I don't know. He's giving us all a bad rap. Now He's that a lucky he, man. Now that he is back, hopefully we will hear some wonderful opinions of the Oracle of Delphi, the TMG game that we have been promoting this past month. I can't wait. I hear it's good, although dice. Dice are tough for Dan. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. It'll be fine. So. He likes it. On Boardcast News, we kick it off as usual with some news, and we will start with game announcements. Tiffany B, tell me how you feel about some of these games. First up, from Peaceable Kingdom, Mole Rats in Space. Let's play a game called What Do You Think This Game Is About, Tiff? Uh, what's a mole rat? Is it like, is it like a big rat? Like no, a mole really rats, big rat? they're like hamster-sized. And they're naked, oh, they're like gross, they're all skin. Hairless, like yeah. those weird hairless cats, but tiny. Exactly. Imagine a rat-sized Ugh. Yeah. I don't know about all that. I'm not sure the space thing. That might be fiction. I don't know if you find those in space typically. I'm opening a link. I gotta see what this looks like. This is the new kids cooperative game from Matt Leacock, famed designer of Pandemic, Pandemic Legacy. Uh, Peaceable Kingdom does a lot of kids game work, and one of the new designs that came out of, I believe it was BGGCon, it might have been Spiel, was that Matt Leacock's been working on this game. Reading through the description, it sounds a lot like game gamer gamified shoots and ladders. Cooperative shoots and ladders. Where you are moving around the board. If you hit a ladder, you get to climb forward towards the escape pod. If you hit a shoot, you get shot out to the lower level and have to keep working back towards the center to get to the escape pod. And you're being chased by snakes the entire time, which I assume are the natural predator of the mole rat. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And also, I think this is genius. Do you? Yeah, kind of. I mean, okay, here's the thing. I game with a lot of kids. And there's one thing that kids like. Familiarity. Like comfort zone. Yeah. Shoots and ladders is totally comfort zone for kids. This incorporates that. They're going to like it. But aren't we trying to shy our our youth away from things like shoots and ladders we might be but like you need to have a stepping stone you need to have that bridge game mm, fair enough well, is this something that when it comes along you'd consider for the board game club maybe i it don't know it might be a little my low board... for your kids i don't know i was gonna say my board game club is getting pretty advanced at Ooh. this point yeah we played stone age Oh, uh, well, then clearly Mole Rats in Space is just too below your... It's, it's basically a baby game now, yeah. so... Kids are too cool, too advanced. I don't know. I think it's a good idea, though. I think, like, that's how you transition kids out of those games. 
Yeah, that's fair. I can see that. And it's interesting to see Matt Leacock exploring the design space of children's games. Yeah, it looks like from this prototype artwork on BGG that you can maybe even get shot out into space. That intrigues me. Yeah, I think if you hit the right shoot, you can end up in space. And I don't think that's good for your mole rat. (laughs) But yeah, I like it. I I like the idea of it. We'll see what it looks like full production, but yeah. All right, well, a game that has some pretty cool-looking production from R&R Games, Pyramid Poker, a two-player poker variant of sorts. Uh, It involves you versus another player. You're taking these tiles. They're like chunky wooden blocks that have poker faces on them, and you're stacking them up into a 2D pyramid in the middle of you. I mean, it's 3D, but it's only one layer, so it's like 2D. And you then peel pieces off of this pyramid and play them out as parts of poker hands and you're trying to basically beat the other player uh lots of toy tactile factor to this game because it's got the 3d element and it's got these big chunky blocks yeah not feeling it you know well you know i'm all about games with big chunky pieces and like 3d components but like anything that has poker hands in it yeah i just automatically don't want to play i don't know why it's probably because I don't play actual poker. Like, I think you have to be a poker fan. Probably. I don't know if okay. this is any kind of, like, five card, seven card, three card. I don't know where the poker source is pulled from. I don't know what they're drawing from, but it involves, you know, your typical straights, flushes, things like that. It has poker on the box, which yeah. is immediate turnoff for me. Sorry. Well, an interesting thing for this game is that even though it's got these nice big pieces, R&R Games has apparently pledged to keep $20 also on that box, which is not a bad price. Okay. So, interesting. Something to check out. I might look into it. That's not a bad price to try. It's two players. I do love two-player games. Coming from AEG soon is the expansion to Automobiles Racing Season Expansion. Tiff, have you played Automobiles? I haven't, but I've heard good things about it. I have only heard good things, but I find this game to be kind of gross looking. Okay, you you know what my thing is with automobiles? It's like a weird problem that I've always had my whole entire life. Automobiles is like the planes, trains, and automobiles. Like there's like a series of games, right? That all belong together, all have a relatively similar aesthetic, and it's like a set. And if I can't have the whole set, I don't want it. But I hear planes is terrible. Yeah, and that's the thing. Planes is terrible. Trains I liked for a deck building game. I I dig it. But this, uh, I can't. I can't buy any of these games because planes. Way to go. This is why I owned every single Boxcar Children novel. Did I read (laughs) any of them? Really, like probably the first four and then I stopped. But I owned every single one when I was a child. I I have a weird set collection problem. We did the same thing with Goosebumps. Mm. Yeah, so I yeah, feel that's you. I was a little I'm a little older than you. Goosebumps yeah. was a little, that was baby stuff. Sorry, excuse yeah. me, but you have that collector mindset and Ugh. you can't swing it for this one. I, I can't. I want to know what automobiles is all about. I have not played it. I have not been interested in it, but now everyone just keeps talking about it. I have a friend who has this game, and I know I can play it with that person. So that's all I need. All right, do that, and let me know how it is. Okay, if I ever play games, I'll let you know. (laughs) Do it for me. (sighs) All right, well, coming from Ravensburger, something that Dan is probably interested in, although I think he has both of these titles, the 10th anniversary editions. Don't just, like, say Dan. I'm I'm into Feld. I liked Feld before Dan was even, I don't know. You probably like, yeah, well, we all liked Feld before Dan did because he was a Feld naysayer for a while, right? He's a convert. Was he a Feld denier? Oh, yeah. that was the worst. But he's he's coming to the fold. He has. He's a Feld I do. fan. Okay, so you should probably talk about what this is. Well, Sorry he is that. a big fan, as are you. I would never deny you this honor, Tiff, of being a fan of In the Year of the Dragon and Notre Dame, or Notre Dame, depending on how you pronounce things. The 10th anniversary editions of both of these games will be coming out soon from Ravensburger, and they're going to each include... Some new and old expansions, uh, so you can get everything kind of in one box. If you like it in the Year of the Dragon or you want Notre Dame, you can get all of the expansions packaged together, a nice little new box art kind of thing. Uh, but also, for those who already own them, like I believe Dan has both of these. Do you have either of these, Tiff? I have, I have Notre Dame. Okay. In the Year of the Dragon but... has been tough to get. 
Yeah. I'm not really interested in that one because no? I've heard that it's like, I forget what the word is. I've lost my train here. Something negative. It's bad. I've heard bad. that it's bad. I've no. heard that it's bad. Okay. <laughs> well, you can, if you already own them, get these expansions, I believe, off the BGG Marketplace. So you That's will be able nice. to get the new content and the old content kind of all at once. So you won't miss out on anything. That's good. Yeah. I like that plan. It's pretty good. All right. Next up from Space Goat Productions, who are doing the Evil Dead 2 board game. I believe that was on Kickstarter. I'm not sure. But the Evil Dead game is coming out. Not talking about that. We're talking about their next project. Tiff, are you a Terminator fan? Definitely, yes. Well, the Terminator, the official board game, is on the way. Yeah. So I thought the same exact thing. I thought, (laughs) this is probably not a good idea. IP games notoriously kind of shaky outside of Gale Force 9. They do pretty well with IPs. But in general, IP games have not had a good uh, track record in the hobby. I am interested, though. This game is asymmetric, where one player, I I believe it's one against kind of a many thing. It might be teams, but somebody takes control of the machines, somebody takes control of the resistance fighters, and you play asymmetrically across two boards, which are the past and the present, or the I guess it's the future, depending on where you're at. So two boards, you bounce between them as the machines and the resistance. You try to fight for your side. That sounds kind of cool. That's unique. Yeah, no, I like that idea. You know I love time travel just in general as a theme. And I don't think that anyone has gotten it, like, perfect. I don't think there is... I I doubt that there's anyone that's going to get it right for me. Because it's such a flawed concept in general. (laughs) But uh, that's exciting. And I do like Terminator. And you know what has really turned the tide for me on IP games? It's that Aliens game. That's true. I was like, you know what? I can enjoy this. Legendary Alien Encounters is a fantastic IP game. Absolutely. Kudos to Upper Deck. Apparently, Legendary Firefly is not so good. Yeah, well, you know, so. it's yeah, it's, it's a thing. But this Terminator thing, it might not be the worst thing. I don't automatically go to, this is going to be the worst thing ever anymore. No. Because and there have been some IP games that have not been the worst thing ever. They do have... I forget exactly who it is. I'm sorry. This is bad reporting. But they do have somebody involved in both of the first two movies, Terminator 1 and Terminator 2, involved in this game for console. So maybe some true-to-form kind of Terminator stuff. Here's the thing. Do we know if it's going to be art or screenshots? I know that the box cover is screenshots. It's got a big old Arnold Schwarzenegger on it. I don't know how I feel about that. I actually think I prefer art. When it comes Again, to an IP game. I don't Legendary know. Encounters did a nice job with the art. Yes. Well, Alien. Again, not Legendary. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's just specify. There's only one Legendary game that yeah. I like. But yeah, yeah no. I, I like the idea of doing the art. But okay, I can deal with screenshots, but I prefer art. We'll see. Maybe they had, Maybe it was photorealistic on the... Maybe it was actually an illustration or something like that, but it looked just like the Terminator cover. Gotcha. So, All right, moving forward... A little bit of news alongside this game announcement, Cool Mini or Not is now being titled Simon Limited. Fancy. Right? Yeah. So they are C-M-O-N, all caps, which is still stands for Cool Mini or Not, but and I'll probably call them Cool Mini, but they are going by Cool... Uh, see, I already C-Mon. messed it up. Simon Limited. It's it's like because Cool Mini or Not like makes you think it's just all minis games, so they're yeah. rebranding to make themselves seem more board game friendly. Which is probably right? a good idea because they have branched out. Smart. Yeah. And both of the games that we're about to talk about are kind of examples of how they branched out. The first up is Banana Bandits, which has yeah. the best premise for a board I, game. I love it already. Tiff, you are a monkey climbing a skyscraper with the intention of punching other monkeys in the face and stealing their bananas. I love this idea. I love this premise. It has like a 3D like tower that your monkeys hang off of. Yep. Yep. I'm this is insta buy for me. It's punching ridiculous. other monkeys. Punching that, them. That was what did it for me. It's not just stealing, you're punching them. It's the I don't violence know why that that's brings appealing. Me in. Yeah. I'm not a violent person, but if I'm a monkey, I would be violent. <laughs> Especially if there's bananas involved. 
Yeah, I love bananas as a human. So imagine if I were a monkey, how much it's more true. I would love them. Enough to punch you in the face over one. So banana bandits is on the way. I'm sure that's that just sounds like it's going to be a hit, like con game kind of thing. Somebody's gonna. It's gonna be fun on the Twitter. It has dice. It yeah. has a 3D thing. I, you, you just can't go wrong on that. I hope. They also have Simon Limited has the Council of Four reprint, which was a 2015 game. They are bringing it back. 2016 i believe it should hit before the end of the year uh they're gonna update the art and put some snazzy minis in and re-release this game but otherwise the gameplay is going to be exactly the same i believe dan has council of four and it's very i don't know anything about it oh okay but the the new version has i don't know how to describe it but it's it's got that embellished cartoony art. Like all the the European lords and ladies on the cover are like just like rounder and fuller people that look like super over the top, like gluttonous. Like like character character. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So interesting there. So Council of Four, in case you haven't gotten a, your hands on it, will be coming from Cool Mini. Simon Limited. From Thames and Cosmos three escape room games coming and we've talked about escape room games before this is like a little micro trend in the hobby it seems they have pharaoh's tomb the secret lab and the abandoned cabin coming three different separate boxed experiences that involve solving puzzles to solve a mystery kind of thing or to to get out of the room quote unquote so escape rooms are a really big thing right now and definitely people are trying to port that into the board game experience i mean it's a natural translation to some extent but i really like the physicality of being in an escape room it's kind of cool have you done that have you done one of those i've done three of them whoa your experience yeah yeah we've done a bunch of them and we've had a lot of fun we did a sherlock holmes one we did an 80s themed one and we did a pirate one oh my my bachelor party this seems amazing what you're describing however and here's the here's the real kicker you have to leave the house to do these things. <laughs> oh, man. You do not so, with these. That's where these come in. It's for people like me who are shut in. Well, to be fair, house. to go do an escape room, they do lock you inside a room. Ugh. So you're kind of leaving a room to go sit in a room. Yeah. Not like Still it. not worth it? There's no. no sunshine or anything. Yeah, okay. But like, it's not my, <laughs> it's not my comfort zone. It's not my happy yeah. place. I will say so. that they're very frantic. It's very, you know, you kind of break, you've usually got like five, six, seven. We had nine people in one one time and you break off and start to solve puzzles and you're kind of yelling and you're screaming. Oh, it's loud? Oh, no. Well, it can be I might for have us. to bring it's my like, hearing protection. Come over here and check this out. What does this mean? Look under there. Let's do this. We figured this out. And it's like very, it's tense. Oh, I think I, I don't think, I think I would panic. Yeah. I think I would freak out and leave. Well, it got too loud. You can't. It's locked. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> this is what you're like. Initially, I was like, "Oh, that's cool." 80s themed. Okay, no, but no, I don't think I could do it. So well, I need these games. Is you need what to you're go buy me. one of these games from Thames and Cosmos. I w- which one would you go with? Would you go with Pharaoh's Tomb, Secret Lab, or Abandoned okay, Cabin? Okay, which one do you think I would go with? Let's I think you go well with you Abandoned Cabin. Oh, you're exactly right. Yeah, I know you too. Don't you don't try to quiz me. <laughs> Yeah, I would totally go with Abandoned Cabin. Yeah. Come on. That sounds pretty cool. Ferris Tomb could be cool. Yeah, I was into Egyptian stuff when I was like in seventh grade. Oh, oh, wow. I was super deep into it. I knew all the pharaohs. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but wow. like I kind of had maybe like a little minor obsession with researching the history of Egypt, and then that went away. That one might be too easy for you then. You'd be like, oh, I know this, I know this. Oh, I totally know this. Totes. The combination yeah. is this year. <laughs> That this pharaoh died. I know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Probably well, not because I don't remember anything because I'm past 30 and my memory doesn't work anymore. That's true. I hear that that's a, a symptom of that. Is it? Yeah. It's probably not. I'm probably just... <laughs> <laughs> Moving probably... forward to... Okay. Splatter has announced their antiquity reprint. And this is exciting for people of big, heavy civ... It's not really a civ building, but you do try to build like a city... Or you can increase your popularity. There's different ways to win, things like that. Uh, but it's kind of boring and bland looking, so as most splatter games are. Is that what we're saying? I know that Dan is very excited about this. Listen, Dan's not here right now. That's true. 
Sorry. So moving on. Yeah, but Dan's fans are here. The Dan fans are listening. Listen, Dan fans, I don't want to get exclusive here. So yeah, it's sounds great. (laughs) How beige is it? Is it beige? It's pretty beige. There's some brown. If you get excited about beige, yeah, this this antiquities for you. This has been long out of print. People are excited about it, (laughs) and uh, they will be shipping them out or pushing them out. After they deal with, uh, I believe it's Indonesia and the Great Zimbabwe are the two games that they're coming now. And Dan's going to have those, so I'm sure you'll hear about them too. Lots of splatter coming the podcast way. Surf and Meeple, speaking of rooms that you need to escape, is announcing and releasing the Room 25 Ultimate Edition. Room 25 is a game where you're in some kind of sci-fi crazy prison. And you're trying Mm -hmm. to escape, and every room is a different thing, and apparently it's not very good. Mm -hmm. But this edition (laughs) apparently pairs down the rules, um, upgrades some of the components, and changes some of the rooms a little bit, adds more variability into it. And I recently listened to Blue Peg, Pink Peg, and they, uh, Rob specifically, said that he had fun with the game, although it's got flaws. So this might be an option to kind of improve that gameplay really kind of goofy i think it plays like six people maybe up to eight people and uh you just kind of all run around this prison and try to get out yep come on tiff we're not being exclusive uh i'm not trying to be i just don't know like i played room 25 a long time ago and i barely remember it which probably means it wasn't good yeah so an ultimate edition of a game that i can barely remember is not getting me excited all right fair enough fair enough how about a big box version of a game that already has a big box? This is insane. <laughs> Listen, we are we're really going crazy over here. What tell me about this? I don't even understand why we need this, but go. So Queen Games is obviously known in the hobby. If you've been in the hobby, if you pay attention to Kickstarter and what companies are doing, Queen Games likes to release big boxes. Typically after they have a bunch of expansions. They do a lot of mini expansions. Uh, For instance, Fresco, uh, Lancaster, and Alhambra, which is the topic today, all have these big box where you get everything you can get. Uh, Escape Curse of the Hidden Temple, whatever that's called. Escape Curse of the Temple. There's no hidden temple. Hidden Temple. Sorry. That's a game show from Nickelodeon. I know. I loved it. It was great. Yeah. It was baby (laughs) stuff. Blue Jaguars. And (laughs) Alhambra had a big box. It was one of the first ones, I think. Had all the expansions in it. Well, there's been so many extra expansions and so many spin-off games like Alhambra the card game and all these other things that they're now coming out with another Alhambra big box to hold all of the things from the original big box plus the new stuff. So it's a big box that has inside of it, quote unquote, a big box. So wait a second. So I own the Alhambra big box. Now, I do this because I am a collector, not because I play all the Alhambra expansions. So what you're telling me is I now need to buy this so I can put all of my big box stuff in with all the subsequent expansions that came out after the big box. So is this a box or does this have stuff? I believe this is a stuff box so this is a box that has all of the the all of the stuff so all of the stuff that i have right now i need to sell it quickly so i can buy all of the all exactly exactly all of the stuff 2.0 you're killing me i guess my thing is like i don't know now alhambra is not a bad game i like alhambra nice tiling game it's got an interesting economy but my thing i don't know that i need this much alhambra I guess somebody yeah. out there is a big enough fan, but are are there that many Alhambra fans that you need a big box of your big box? I wonder if there are people out there, like, there are people like this that have Catan. Like, they yeah. just play Catan, so they have all the expansions for Catan. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I like, get that. They haven't branched out into the the larger world of games. They just so play the one game. People just and play Alhambra? Really... No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine a world in which we need another Alhambra big box. Listen, I don't need... Listen, does anybody need an Alhambra big box number one? Because I don't need it. I have, like, the basic Alhambra in a smaller and so box. so much in there. And it's enough. So, like, this big box is already pointless to me. 
Now I have another, like, now I'm like, oh, I'm so bothered by this. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, but How it's also kind of what Queen Games does. All right, Queen Games. That's fine. They like their big boxes. Listen, tweet at me if you are one of these people that is excited by Alhambra Big Box 2.0. I want to understand this. Pause. Tell me if you're excited and you already own Alhambra Big Box 1.0. If you're like, yes, more. more. I need more Alhambra. Yeah. Or if you're like, the... oh, I guess I'll get 2.0 since they're finally done making Alhambra stuff. I get that. Are they, though? Is there going to be know. 3.0? Queen Games? You just don't know now. Can't trust them. <laughs> that... <laughs> I don't know sorry, if we should go sorry, on record Queen. saying that we can't okay. trust Queen Games. Okay. Listen, but you just don't know. Like there are like this is how it's going for everything. Like reprints of everything all the way around. So, yes. Yes. I don't know. And I'm fine. Like I I could easily sell probably my Alhambra big box one. I shouldn't be complaining. Like and I don't no, need you can this complain. though. Don't apologize, oh, okay. Tiff. You don't have to like Alhambra <sighs> big box 2.0. It's just that Alhambra Big Box 1.0 has so many <laughs> expansions in it. Like, too many. If you made a custom insert for your Alhambra Big, Bo- Big Box 1.0, you could call it Alhambra Big Box 1.5. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I just, fun with numbers. Moving on, Tiff. <laughs> let's stop talking about Queen Games. Let's talk about Gale Force 9. Oh. Did you ever get a chance to play Tyrants of the Underdark? No. No. I hear it's pretty good. Although Dan and... It's a deck building game, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, no. That's the one that I think you and I were walking around, maybe other people around Origins, <laughs> and we were like, Dan's playing... Why? How did Dan end up playing yeah, Tires of the Underdark? That. Doesn't a, even make sense. A Dungeons sense. and Dragons themed deck building <laughs> game. <laughs> it's like anathema to Dan's whole situation, but... It's very strange. He played it, and he didn't and, hate it either. No, he didn't hate it. He hates the graphic design and says it looks kind of boring, which it does, uh, but apparently it's pretty fun. It's a pretty decent game, and they have an expansion coming out called Aberrations and Undead, which will add two new decks. I believe there's like some evil bad guy decks that you shuffle in, and the base box, people said, I'd love to have more variability. Well, your variability comes quarter one of 2017, so uh, if you want two more monster groups, they will be here. Yep. You ready to hear about some of the exciting news stories, Tiff? Yep. X-Men totally will join Munchkin. No. Sorry. I mean, yes. I don't yeah, know. No. Marvel is already in Munchkin. They're coming out with a standalone X-Men set, so Munchkin continues to swallow the entire universe, uh, <laughs> including if they're if Munchkin is consuming the Marvel universe, they are officially just ginormous. Good for you, Munchkin. There are people I've met people that own like every Munchkin. Yeah. Isn't that cra- like I listen and they don't have a munchkin big box can you believe that there's a real (laughs) opportunity (laughs) for queen games to pair up here they can create the steve jackson the munchkin big box which is actually just like a room (laughs) yeah steve (laughs) jackson's like hey i know how to make expansions and queen games like we know how to make boxes that fit a lot of stuff (laughs) (laughs) let's join forces well moving forward you know how FFG became Asmodee North America or something like that? Yeah, okay. F2Z is now apparently going to be Asmodee Canada, which doesn't make any sense to me because North America and Canada, Canada's inside North America. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> the moral of the story is that Asmodee is swallowing the world. Forget about They're Munchkin. literally swallowing continents. When you're naming when you're naming your brand at with continents as the subheading, something has gone well for you. Yeah. Congratulations. Eventually they're gonna be like Asmodee Eastern Hemisphere, Asmodee Western Hemisphere. <laughs> it's true. I don't know that the details are fully out. This is a little bit of an old news story, uh, but we just haven't had a news story in a while. A news episode in a while. So it's weird because F2Z actually owns a whole bunch of companies, including like Plat Hat and Pretzel Games and Philosophia, things like that. Um, so it's like a it's a header in a header in a header kind of thing. It's like company inception. Uh, but things are getting really convoluted. I'm not sure who runs what anymore. Globalization. That's what's happening, yeah. right? Apparently Asmodee <laughs> owns everything. So... <laughs> 
That's fine. It'll be, it's fine. I don't see that it has any impact on my day to day, so I'm cool with it. Probably not. It does have an impact on your prices, though. Yeah, that might be a problem, but I'm not really but, buying games anymore. I got enough games to last me a lifetime. That's true. In your game bunker, you can huddle up and. <laughs> I've always wait wanted out. a bunker. Well, it's now like it's a time dream. to pour your money into happen. your bunker since you already have all the stuff for inside of your bunker. There's a couple more things I need canned soup. Lots of canned soup. Bottled water. MREs, really. Ugh, you don't want those. Listen, I hear the Swedish make some pretty nice ones. Oh, what not are you going to buy? Been, yeah. Not that I've been researching MREs online or watching YouTube videos where people eat MREs for fun. Turns out the hipster gamer is also the hipster foodie kind of thing. Like, you're, you've gone beyond, like... <laughs> artisanal grass to table or farm to table kind of food and you're like i get the finest european military replacement meals that money can buy yes oh listen you should definitely go on youtube and find some mre videos because they are entertaining i i do it to relax because you know that your life is just a little bit better food security (laughs) you prey on the weak no, I mean, they're doing it for fun, too. It's like the way we collect board games, they collect MREs. So it'll be like it'll be like a guy eating an MRE oh, from like the 50s. That's like, like, it's they're just supposed to be good block. for a long time. And it's like, that's what they had <laughs> to preserve. Less, but I find it fun. And Think about all of the people globally, not just U.S. people, out there who have to eat those on a daily basis because they're in the military or they're in some kind of region where that's what they have. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I'm Way just to make saying. Me feel bad. That is real life for some Ouch. people. That's sad. But for the dude on YouTube <laughs> that's eating the like 1930s like peanut butter and oh, jelly sandwich. <laughs> or the sausages. Uh. I watched one where someone ate sausages that were like older. He, he was like, these are older than my mom. So Hand of Fate is going to become a tabletop experience. Oh, I thought we were doing a spin-off <laughs> show right now about MREs. Oops, Hand of Fate is a bad. popular multi-platform video game <laughs> that does not involve eating gross food, and it will be coming to tabletop soon. I'm Yay. still grossed out. I have way more to say about MREs than board games at this point. Is I, that, apparently that's, so. That's what my life is that's okay. right now. I'm sorry. Hand of Fate is pretty cool, though. I like the game. I have it. I've played it. Hand of Fate 2 is coming out soon. Uh, It's got a really interesting kind of choose-your-own-adventure, dungeon crawl, third-person fighting, all kinds of different things. But it revolves around cards, and that's why the tabletop adaptation is appropriate because it involves around, you know, almost a deck-building kind of thing. It's a lot more random than that. The system kind of presents you with challenges, and you face them. But you get to pick your equipment cards ahead of time and things like that. So it seems like it would be an interesting tabletop experience. And this is just another example of how the video game and board game worlds are colliding with force these days. Like, it's just constant how these two worlds are coming together. So It's weird, I think. Yeah. It bridges my two hobbies. So you're very happy about this. I don't know. Yeah. I I just feel like, like, I don't know, if you do one, like, why? What's the motivation to try the other? Like, this one makes sense because it's yeah. cards. Yeah. Like, this makes more sense as a as a board, physical game to me than it does, like, a digital one, I guess. But yeah. I will I say know. that the, like, playing a, playing a game physically and playing a game online, the same game, or on a video game, those two overlaps I don't always partake in. Like, if they're like, here's the Magic the Gathering app where you can play Magic or you can play Magic on the tabletop, I'd pick the tabletop. But... I like the idea of, like, here's another way to engage in storytelling and gameplay and things like that. Like, I like separate but integrated worlds. Not like, oh, every game I own is now a digital port. So Yes. All right. Tiff, you still watching Tabletop? You still love Will Wheaton? Nope. Nope. I don't don't think either. He looks kind of... This is maybe mean. Uh Uh-oh. I don't find him to be... Something about how he looks this season is bothering me. It's like his haircut, and in the first episode, he's wearing all black. And something, it's like very, it's not, I'm not making an evaluative judgment on his appearance, like he's an ugly person or he's handsome or anything. I just, something bothers me about the visual appeal, and I can't watch it. All right, I'm going to look now. 
I'm just gonna just pull up tabletop season four. They are oh, playing. Oh my goodness! Lanterns the Harvest Festival, which is a fantastic game. Congrats to Lanterns. Yeah. Okay. It's all black. But his hair. His hair is do? different. What did he do? Why does he look so um, different? Okay. Um, okay. I'll pull up this episode you're talking about. What's I want to understand your. Is it just me or is his hair blacker? Yeah, 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 yeah. It it looks darker and it might be a little bit shorter on the sides. Is he wearing eyeliner? What is happening? Maybe that's what it is. I don't know what's happening and far be it for me to comment on someone's physical appearance. Like that's not really my place in this world, but it's impacting my ability to watch the show. <laughs> you still watch this show though, see? It's I try. Okay. He does look different this time around. I don't know that it would impact my ability to watch the show different. Maybe it's not I just, like that. It's like some subtle differences that are bothering you. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just like I wanted it to be what it was before, and now all of a sudden it's different. Oh, you're outside your comfort zone with this. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Will Wheaton is... Or maybe I'm just I owe him of... a little bit. So yeah. I, I'm going to... Oh, yeah, yeah well, I know. What? Your board gaming loyalty tip. No, no, no. Uh, my very first Origins where I was very freaked out about everything, I went to his, like, thing, his speech that he made, and it actually inspired me to start my blog, which started me on this whole roller coaster ride of board game media. So, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. He's, he's not all bad. Don't get snobby. Yeah, I need to put myself in check here. I just have a bad opinion of him, and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have the same general... <laughs> weirdness about it now but i didn't back then yeah so i'm glad that i didn't because what i needed to hear was like what he said and that yeah. was amazing all right yeah well he was just like what you're what you want to start just start it because it's never going to be perfect and i needed to hear that from someone i and those right are wise moment. words i can't knock that yeah so there you go all right, wise well. words from will wheaton who looks slight just ever so slightly different all right, well, we, you year. are okay in our book, because without you, we would not have our lovely Tiffany B, but I still think <laughs> that you look weird, and it's bothering me. Tell me what your makeup people did to you this season, <sighs> Yeah. and I'll tell you what the different. makeup people did to me for this episode. I mean, your hair changes from season to season with us. That's true. Sometimes it's shaved down. Sometimes it's absurdly long. <laughs> it's a little right long now, right it's, now. It's moderate, yeah. but long. I'm going, well, so. I'm going for the Tiff look. Oh, so you're going to grow out the top. Yeah. Just, you're going to go for that broccoli look. Short on the sides. <laughs> tall like on the that. top. All right. Well, anyway, if you enjoy Tabletop, don't listen to me because I'm clearly a weirdo. Watch him play Lanterns the Harvest Festival. It's a great game. Champions of Midgard, Flashpoint Fire Rescue, Tiny Epic Galaxies, the Fate Core role-playing system, Steam Park, and Misspent Youth, which is also a role-playing game. Go watch some Tabletop. It's still good for the hobby, even if... I don't like Will Wheaton's look. I think it's real weird that we just spent that much time talking about Will Wheaton's appearance. It's definitely that weird. It's real weird. Okay, cool. In any case, big app news for Dan. He can now play Terra Mystica on iOS. You That's can now exciting. play Terra Mystica on iOS. Maybe so. I can start playing Terra Mystica instead of Lords of Water. That would be way better. Oh, yeah. So Let's talk look about for that. that. Also, if you go to the App Store for $1, you can buy Meep Moticons, and you can have a whole slew of Meeple sticker emoji thingies that you can send to people in text messages. Are you going to do that? Are you doing I this? I don't know. A dollar for some Meeples? I might. I might do it, and then I'll send one to you. If they have a, a Meeple face. with a thumbs up, I would use that, because I use the thumbs up emoji a lot. You and the thumbs up. You are out of control with that. It's thumbs up with everything. Dan criticizes me because he says nobody actually uses thumbs up in real life, and I use it every day with my kids. Well, I I think that's where Dan is missing. Yeah. Like he doesn't he doesn't work in education. Like it's a nice nonverbal communication. Oh, like yeah. I can tell you good job without interrupting the flow of my lesson. Yep. So yeah, teachers use thumbs up. It's probably not as relevant <laughs> when you work in like finance so i also use it in my texts yeah it's a good non-written way it's not as effective Just, in text form though i don't know in my mind it is my most used emoji is the like the one i open one i closed sticking the tongue out emoji oh yeah 
Yeah. It's like the goofball emoji. Yeah. I use that a lot. That's like the, I just said something about someone else that's going to be offensive to them, but you'll think it's funny. (laughs) Yeah. So moving on. Yeah. Let's talk about some Kickstarter spotlight. I have two projects that I want to chat about real quick before we wrap this show up. Are we taking a break in between here or just jumping right into it? No, we jump right in here. Do we always jump right in here? Yeah. News is just one solid flow. We only have two Kickstarter projects. Yes. There are a couple of big projects right now that I am not going to talk about, including Mythic Battles Pantheon is the follow-up to Conan from Monolith Studios. It's actually their other half of their studio. That's got over a million dollars right now. Lots of big boards, big minis. I just got my Conan Kickstarter. I am super excited about Mythic Battles, but I just waited two years for Conan. I cannot do that again. Yeah, I think that's a tough sell when you. Uh, but the minis look so good. The... Do you really need more minis? No, Listen, I really did don't. I not send you enough myth minis? I know. What are you doing? What have you done with those lately? I bought the second edition rulebook and card upgrades, so I can play <laughs> the game. That was only ten good. bucks. I just need to read How it ma- now. Yeah, you should do that. So. Anyway, so what are we really talking about? We're going to talk about two little games that I found that are pretty cool. The first one is called The Bird Told Me to Do It. And I didn't yep. even think this was legit. I almost skipped right over this. But this is a Carl Chuddock game, Tiff. So I had to stop. It's coming from uh, Ch- Chaka Games, I believe is how you pronounce it. Ending on November 30th. It is funded. It's going to run you about 22 American dollars, but it's not in US dollars. Uh, and it's a game about playing cards you're building the a branch of a tree with birds those cards tell you to do different things to score and things like that but thematically you're trying to get a bunch of birds of a certain color onto this tree and score points off of them yeah i'm into that and i hear that like every card is unique yeah so that's kind of crazy town so very chudicky it's also got really really cute art i really like the art style very cartoony the birds are pretty silly the whole kickstarter page is outrageous it feels like somebody with adhd has gone ham on this and i don't mean that in a negative way it's just very kind of spastic it bounces around ideas there's lots of little quips and parentheses and things like that and it's very animated it's a very animated writing style so no i agree with you when i read it i was like this is someone who's like really into this yeah and yeah i mean that's what you want in a kickstarter i wish there was like a gameplay video but it's so cheap it's really cheap and there are some explanations on how the game is played a little bit so you get a decent enough feeling and you know small box carl chuddick i know a lot of people didn't like bear valley but I actually think Bear Valley's pretty decent. Red Seven's great. Like he's got good, a good track record for these games. He did Glory of the Rome. I mean, everyone loves Glory of the Rome. So the designer is legit, and the publisher also worked with him on Impulse, which is a really nice little package. That production was done well. So I don't have, I don't have much qualm about this. It's something that I'm considering backing. Hey Matt. Yeah. You're about to get a notification. Gotcha. I knew this game was gonna <laughs> be good for you, Tiff. <laughs> Uh, it'll be a good one, I think. I Maybe. Knew I don't know. Should I pledge? Should I pledge? I don't know. Go for I'm it. Hovering. I'm hovering. Let's not get outrageous. Okay, I did it. It's not going to break the bank. Probably not. So I say go for it. I did it. It's happened. I My streak continues. I continue You're to find good. Kickstarter games. You're that really are good at this. <laughs> I just, I know that tiff. It's okay. Our next project is another little cool game. It's called La Corsa, the Grand Prix game. And another game that I saw, and I'm thinking, okay, it's got nice little pieces. I see some dice on the opening page. It's not funded yet. Uh, It's got nine days to go. It's coming from Mark Haskins, ending on December 2nd. It's only about 60% funded, and it's going to cost you 50 bucks, which is steep. So when you look at this game, it doesn't look like much, and I still don't think that it really is all that much, but what they're pitching it as is a kind of deep strategic abstract game that is simulating Grand Prix racing, specifically trying to kind of keep that line, jockey for position, things like that. has some card play that lets you rearrange your line order. You score points based on where you are, uh, each lap, which is like a round, and whoever they hired to do this page or if they did themselves kudos to them because the game looks beautiful yes i really like the design are great 
And they've got some really cool, like, animated, like, so you can see how the game works. That is appealing. But 50 bucks. 50 it bucks seems is like a simple game. It seems like Get Bit, but, like, fancy. More European. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> I just, I am so drawn to this aesthetic, though. It's so cleanly done. It comes with nice wooden pieces. The card design is really nice. The graphic design. Colors are really cool. It's got a 1960s Grand Prix kind of vibe. So it's got that vintage look to it the meeples look great they're like little old school uh grand prix cars nice wooden board like i said it's just it's appealing one of the pictures of the pieces is so blurry it's so great it's got so much depth of field it's it's so shallow that depth of field but uh 50 bucks i don't know there's a lot to like about this game if it were 30 bucks i'd be you'd get two notifications yeah. tonight yeah i think i would get <laughs> one from my own from myself as well uh i've got a reminder because this is something that you know i'm on my buying hiatus and i have been sticking to that relatively well this is a game that... relatively well i want di- di- to dive into that later you want to dive into that yeah, I want to hear all about how you've been buying games during your buying hiatus. Okay, okay, we'll talk okay. about it. But uh, this is a game that, see, I don't think that I'm going to be able to get a hold of outside of Kickstarter. I don't, I don't know what the yeah. print run's going to be. It's not from a major publisher. This seems like a game that I should actually kickstart because it's also not funded, so I can help push it along. It's definitely a Kickstarter, Kickstarter game. Like yeah. it's not like a. A cool mini like they have a million dollars and no one really needs to be backing this at all yeah. like, like even if it, yeah it, it this won't be fine if you don't back if it. five people pulled their mythic battles pantheon pledge and put it towards here this thing would fund yeah and this game would exist and that other game would not even have a dent to its 1.3 million dollars that's what frustrates yeah. me like this is this looks like such a cool game it's so well done i want to commend these people for their work and I can do that so with my money. So you should back it. Do you it know? with your money. Come on. If you pull the trigger and then tweet about it, maybe you could get it going. Maybe. You could you could save this game. Look for <laughs> I do like to help people. I just I love to feel that sense of gratification. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a if you want to kickstart this, if you are into Grand Prix racing or vintage aesthetics or like cool wooden pieces and it seems like a really simple like i like the idea of like simple rule set deep strategy yeah i just need to see a little bit more of that deep strategy in action exactly exactly and that's really not what that's something that's so hard to quantify and you really need a good gameplay video to to show that and they i mean they have a strategy at speed video so maybe uh, you know i'll take a look at that and see what they have going for them but it does look like, like you said, like a get bit, like a play some cards and rearrange kind of thing. So, I don't know. I'll think about it. I've got it on reminder, but no notification yet. So, <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that's it, huh? That's it. That's all we got. That's another episode down, Tiff. We did it. Always a pleasure doing the news with you, and it always takes longer than I expect. It's, this should not have taken an hour. No. Oh, I shouldn't say an hour. This shouldn't have taken 45 minutes. I'm going to cut 15 by minutes the, out of this? Y- that's a goal for you. That's a lot of cutting. Listen, you can do it. <laughs> but I can think of a whole segment that you could probably cut right you now. You want me to cut the Will Wheaton segment? I don't know. <laughs> he looks funny, Tiff. <laughs> You're really hung up on I'm going to leave all this like, in. I'm just making the show I longer. <laughs> I just imagine like Matt has like a pinup of Will Wheaton from season one. I, well, and this new Will Wheaton is just not. And I had to take a sharpie like, now and color over his hair <laughs> to make it look. I'm just like disdain as I color in his beard and his hair. You're just so wrong right now. He's fine. He's fine. He is fine. I'm sorry that I'm weird, everyone. You can tweet me. You should apologize. I'm sorry, Will Wheaton. It's not my place to judge you. Send all Will judgmental you- tweets directed at me in response at Cinnamon Buns. There you go. I think it's fine for you to judge Will Wheaton as long as Will Wheaton can judge you as well. Just Will Wheaton. Dan fans, don't be mean to me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that they're a poet. Like, Dan fans are like, oh, boo, Matt. Maybe, though. I feel like if you're a Dan fan, you're an anti-Matt fan. Ouch.
Ouch. You just, like, alienated a lot of the audience. Those, like, Dan and Matt fans. Those, like, anti-Tiff fans. That's who you just... Oh, 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 oh. I forgot that those existed. Yeah. There's a lot of those. (laughs) That's a whole third of the listener base. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to chat with us or find us on the internet, you can do so. And I don't know why you would. Facebook.com slash League of Nonsensical Gamers. Shoot us an email, podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com. Guild.nonsensicalgamers.com. Takes you to BGG Guild number 2077. Tell us what you think about Will Wheaton's hair. Tell us what you think about La Corsa, the wonderful Grand Prix racing game. Uh, Ask for a tiny Meeple Shield micro badge. We'd be happy to give you some geek gold to get one. Check us out on Instagram. I am posting lots of pictures on cinnamon buns and dan posts some of biff's wonderful pictures at uh league nonsense nonsense school gamers on there if you enjoy the content or if you want to tell us to stop talking about will wheaton i did it again you can leave us itunes reviews that is a great way for us to get feedback from you the listener the dan fan and also for our show to rise through the ranks so that other people can find us and hopefully they do because we really like making content for people it's fun tiff and i have a lot of fun doing this (laughs) And we're the only ones who enjoy this. But yeah. I think someone should make a cool reaction video where they tell you to leave Will Wheaton alone and freak out and cry a little bit. Remember that leave Britney alone video? I, I do that remember video? that. I'm just going to get a lot I, of that meme. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're going to get now. I, I hope you think it's worth it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you can also find us at Twitter. At, at Twitter. You can also find us on Twitter if you want to chat directly with us. Tiff, if they want to talk with you about your wonderful viewpoints on MREs. Alhambra. And MREs. Alhambra. Dog strollers. Hamburger jokes. You need a hamburger oh, joke? Yes, Just, we do uh, need a hamburger joke. Just let me know. At Inept Gamer. You got your hamburger joke? you want joke, an actual... I, I always have it handy. I keep it in my back pocket at all times. All right, hold on. I am at Cinnamon Buns. Dan, you can find him at Scandalous underscore Nad. You can find the league at League Nonsense. Dan also runs that account. Feel free to reach out to us and chat. We'd love to hear from you. Tiff, take us away with a hamburger joke. Um, I'm trying to find one that's not offensive. If you can find one that has pointed political commentary or social commentary about today's events, that'd be great. Okay, here's a here's political one. Why is President Carter important to Hamburgerland in April? Donald Trump. On... <laughs> no. On opening day of the baseball season, he throws out the first meatball. hey That's what people thought was funny? Well, In 1972? This is, yeah, maybe. I feel bad ending a show like this. I'm sorry. A lot of apologies for this episode. Do you have a better joke? No. These are all <laughs> real bad. Like, okay. Um, Do you have a better joke? No, okay, that's okay. the best one. How, how are UFOs related to hamburgers? Both are unidentified frying objects. Oh, I like that one There better. you go. That one's a little that bit spicier. Little I like that okay. one. Tiff, say goodbye to our lovely listeners. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>